Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. wonderful sports weekend for us all. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having an outstanding start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the new podcast with Chris Tolbert and Stephen Willis all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all po- on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button to get the latest content when it's available. Of course, my name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And the latest is this. The most wonderful time of the year for many is now finally here. This past weekend, Labor Day weekend, as we've come to enjoy it many, many years in the recent past. It was It's the sports weekend where football and baseball collide in Atlanta, was one of the more happening spots when it came to, you know, the, the, a, a cross-section for both, as you had the University of Georgia versus the University of Oregon, Georgia Tech University versus Clemson, and then, of course, Braves baseball this this uh, weekend. Wherever you are, wherever you're listening, whoever you cheer for, hope that you had a great weekend when it comes to football, but thankfully for all of us who enjoy the Braves, it was another great weekend of Braves baseball. We talked about it earlier this past week when the Braves were struggling, you know, having blown two games, you know, the previous weekend in St. Louis, losing the first game, you know, of their series against Colorado, it's not going to take long. The Braves typically are a team, and this is the only, and this is the main reason why they've only lost three games in a row on two separate occasions this season. This is a team that knows how to bounce back when it needs to, and that's exactly what the Braves have done. After those three straight losses, the Braves have now bounced back to win five straight games. They're getting excellent pitching. Over the weekend, they were able to use the long ball on Friday and Saturday to win games, and then on Sunday, they were able to you know, create and convert scoring opportunities, showing that the offense, when it's at its best, has multiple ways to be able to get the job done. Austin Riley has been incredible. Michael Harris has been outstanding, and of course, again, the pitching staff has been incredible as well. And the hope for the Braves is that that excellent play continues as they now take a trip out west over the next several days as they get to the middle part of September. Obviously, tonight they start off against the Oakland A's for two games. They'll then have an off day on Thursday before playing the Seattle Mariners for three games and then ending the road trip with three games against the San Francisco Giants. And let's reset the scene now with it being Tuesday, September 6th. The Braves now currently are one game behind the Mets 
in the NL East Division race. That's the other big development that occurred over the weekend. You know, if you go back earlier last week, I had talked about how it felt that the Braves had missed a couple of opportunities against the Cardinals and against the Rockies. They had missed a couple of opportunities to close the gap in the NL East before the Mets started a really easy September schedule. But thankfully, the Braves were able to find a way to make up that difference as they swept the Marlins on the week over the weekend. Meanwhile, the Mets lost two out of three to the Nationals, so the Braves now have are, are now just one game behind the Mets in the NL East. Now, Fangraphs still has the Mets with basically a 70% chance to win the division, the Braves having a 30% chance to win the division. A big reason why that is is because of the Mets' remaining schedule being significantly easier than the Braves. But again, the big key is this. The Braves don't necessarily have to have the division lead. They don't have to have the division lead like within the next five days. They're still going to have plenty of chances, including at the very end of this month, Three games against the Mets in Atlanta. The key for the Braves, of course, you want them to take the division lead and continue to increase that lead as soon as possible. But the point is, is that if the Braves can at least keep it close, over the next few weeks, they'll have their opportunity head-to-head to get the job done. So the key for right now is maintaining pace with the Mets. And with the way the Braves are playing baseball, they should definitely be able to do that. They've got a couple of more games on the horizon tonight and tomorrow night where the Braves should be able to get the job done. This is another opportunity for the Braves to really you know, put two more wins in the win column, get the win streak to seven games and be able to take advantage of a, of a, you know, to be on a soft spot of the schedule before they go and face a higher caliber opponent in both the Mariners and the Giants later on this road trip. And of course, a few other headlines, a few other narratives to watch as time goes on is that Ozzie Albies is now fully back in AAA, going through his rehab assignment. He came back on Thursday, played throughout the weekend. We know Mike Soroka is performing at AAA as well. What potential impact could either or both of those players have over the last few weeks of the season? Now, with how the Braves are playing, there's really no rush for either player. You would rather both players get the reps, get as much work done in AAA as possible to know that when they come back, they'll be able to make the impact that they need to. Now, Ozzie Albies returning is the much more significant development than Mike Soroka because in all honesty, Mike Soroka, he's, there's a chance he may not make an impact this season at all. He likely will get an opportunity, I would feel, but in terms of him being someone that the Braves are going to rely on as, you know, a difference maker in October or down the stretch, that's likely not going to happen because of what he's been working his way back from. For Ozzie Albies, Obviously, you're going to want him back in the lineup. You're going to want him to be back in the starting row. Though Vaughn Grissom has done exceptionally well in Ozzie Albies' absence, the Braves are at their best with Ozzie Albies, Albies at second base. Could he come back during this West Coast road trip? Or perhaps will the Braves let him get another week under his belt? And if they continue to win at the way, you know, at the level that they are, there's really no need to rush back. 
It may make sense to allow for Albies to continue to get some uh, reps, you know, underneath him and be able to be back once the Braves return to Atlanta on September 16th. But the big key is, is that the Braves are playing excellent baseball. They've got some more opportunities to put some wins into the win column to stay on pace with the Mets on this road trip. And the even more encouraging thing is, is that in a few ways, they've got reinforcements who could be available as time goes on. When exactly Ozzie Albies and or Mike Soroka will make appearances for the Braves, that remains to be seen. But it's good to know that that caliber of reinforcements is eventually going to be available for the Braves once they're ready to utilize them in the near future. But of course, another fun narrative that comes into play will be tonight. You know, we talk many times in recent years, and at least in my opinion, one of the more fun moments that we've seen in recent years is when a player returns to the home stadium of the team that he formerly played for, especially when that player played a significant role for his former team. We've seen it many times this season for the Braves after the World Series run last year. Saw it for Jock Peterson. Saw it for Jorge Soler. And of course, we all witnessed it for Freddie Freeman. Well, now it's a 180. And that brave Matt Olson is going to be able to experience that as he returns to Oakland for the first time since being traded to the Brave. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. It has been just shy of six months since the Braves traded for Matt Olson back on March 14th during spring training with the biggest storylines of Major League Baseball coming out of the lockout during spring training. Obviously, the Braves acquiring and then extending Matt Olson to make him a significant part of their present and their future, but also what it signified for Freddie Freeman, the end of his time in Atlanta. The Braves sent... Two of their top prospects in Shea Langoliers and Christian Pache, plus a couple of minor league arms, to Oakland for Olsen. So it was the first time that we had seen Alex Anthopoulos really go back to his roots, if you will. When Alex Anthopoulos was in Toronto, we saw blockbuster trade after blockbuster trade. But yet here in Atlanta, and for all the right reasons, Alex Anthopoulos had been much more cautious when it came to trading his top prospects in blockbuster moves. Well, this was the first time he truly did that as the general manager of the Braves, and it quickly has proven to be the right move, clearly the right move, for multiple reasons. Number one, if you're losing the source of production like you had in Freddie Freeman, gaining a source of production like you have in Matt Olson makes sense. There's a reason why Alex Anthopoulos was quick and decisive in wanting to acquire and extend a talent like Olsen because of how excellent of a hitter Olsen has shown he can be. Coming off of a 2021 season 
where he had 38 home runs, first All-Star appearance over a 900 OPS top 10 in the American League and MVP voting. Now, Olsen has taken a bit of a step back this season, without a doubt. You know, his strikeout rate has returned to its normal levels. He's not hitting for, you know, he's hitting for a little bit less overall power, what have you. But Olsen has still been excellent. He's going to finish with 30-plus home runs, 40-plus doubles, likely over 100 RBIs. Likely is going to be worth more than 3-F-War. He's been exactly what the Braves have needed for him to be. In Oakland, he was clearly the top offensive source. He was the main guy in Oakland. Well, in Atlanta, he's part of a group of excellent hitters. He doesn't always have to be the top overall bat. He's more of a balancing act to a very, very good offensive lineup. He's the top left-handed source of production in a lineup that's very right-handed heavy. But Alex Anthopoulos, in a quick and decisive manner, found a talent that he felt was going to add another excellent source of production of offense to the Braves for years to come. And Matt Olson has proven to be exactly that in his first year in Atlanta. But it wasn't just about acquiring a talent like Olson. It was also about the Braves sending away talents that may not necessarily have been as valuable to the Braves' future as they once were. Yes, Christian Pache, Shea Langoliers, they were very highly rated prospect in the Braves' system. Arguably the Braves' best two prospects coming out of the 2021 season into the 2022 campaign. But the reason why Alex Anthopoulos was willing to part with them is because of what we've seen this season in terms of the other options that the Braves had at center f- had in center field and at catcher in the future. The right decision that Alex Anthopoulos made in the Matt Olson trade was not just in acquiring a talent like Olson, but it was also parting with the right prospects to clear openings for other prospects. And we've seen how special of a talent Michael Harris is. We've seen how bright of a future William Contreras has. So the Matt Olson trade, yes, was about the Braves acquiring a long-term piece to replace who they were losing in Freddie Freeman. But it was also about gaining an excellent bat in Matt Olson, but also clearing the way for other top talents to come in and perform in Michael Harris and William Contreras, and as a result, the Braves not only acquired Matt Olson to be a significant part of their future, but they also have come to discover that Michael Harris and William Contreras are also significant parts of their future as well. So Alex Anthopoulos, through the trade of Matt Olson, as excellent as he's been in a Braves uniform, Alex Anthopoulos in multiple ways has shown once again, even when it comes to the big moves, which he's not made many of, but when he makes them, he shows that it's the right move for multiple reasons, and the Braves have not only benefited this year, but hopefully will continue to benefit for many years to come. Well, it's going to be exciting for Matt Olson to return to Oakland. It's going to be exciting for Braves fans to potentially see a few familiar faces in Shea Langoliers and Christian Pache, though both have struggled at the plate. So far this season, Langoliers has done pretty decent. Both continue to be likely part 
of the Oakland Athletics future. So the Braves are going to see some familiar faces. And with Langoliers and Pache in play potentially to be in the Oakland lineup, obviously Michael Harris, Von Grissom, and others, there's going to be plenty of young and exciting talents that Braves fans are familiar with to enjoy over the next few days. Well, the other fun narrative to enjoy is Kyle Wright taking them out on Tuesday night, looking to get his NL leading 18th win of the season. As we saw on Friday night, this past Friday night, Sandy Alcantara, though he remains the favorite for the National League Cy Young Award, in my opinion, there still is the opportunity where he can leave that door a bit open if he were to struggle. In the month of September, if other pitchers were to have excellent months, they could potentially make a case to be right there with Alcantara when it comes to the NL Cy Young voting. And the Braves likely have two, at least, top 10 Cy Young finishers in Max Freed and Kyle Wright. May even can make a case Spencer Strider could be up there as well, though I don't know if Strider's going to have the innings to really put a case together. But the point is, is that when it comes to both Kyle Wright and Max Freed, if Kyle Wright can have an excellent month of September and get to 20 wins, if Max Freed can continue his overall dominance on the mound, as he's shown many times this season, they could clearly both become players in the NL Cy Young pitcher. Not saying it's likely. I still think that Alcantara will win the award. But, despite obviously both players supporting the Braves in their pursuit of the NL East title, there's some individual opportunities as well to be for it to be a really special season for both Kyle Wright and Max Freed. And after Freed's excellent performance on Sunday, the Braves have to hope that Kyle Wright will be able to earn his National League leading 18th win tonight against Oakland. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer. Make sure you enjoy the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the new podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button whenever you get the chance. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, we'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.